0: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Barely Alive podcast. Kyle and Bubba here with you. I know it's been another uh, couple of weeks in between shows. But we appreciate you sticking with us. And thanks to everybody who listened to the last show with Keith. Uh, got a lot of good response from that. So uh, really do appreciate you guys. Um, today on today's show, uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, Basically, well, simply put, when you, when you have a goal in life, you really want to realize that goal, and persistency really counts. Well, Bubba stalked this person on Twitter for a really long time, and his goal was finally realized. Uh, guys, we have Aaron Ryder from Destination Truth on the show today. Aaron, thank you so much for the time today. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you guys?
0: Doing excellent. Thanks I, so much. I
2: was doing really well until he just said all that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm thoroughly embarrassed now, and um, I'm never going on Twitter again. Thank you. Go ahead. Well no, we no we need him. We need him on Twitter. He
0: he is the Twitter guru for this show. Um so uh first off, Aaron, just want to I mean, obviously I mentioned that you were on Destination Truth and you've also done uh, Chasing UFOs. I mean what 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 other projects are you into these days? We we were curious about that before we talked to you today.
1: Sure. Um actually I'm not in a place where I can say too much, but okay. It's the exciting phase where I've got a couple things um, in the works that I'm hoping to be able to explain and, and describe in detail quite soon. Okay. Um, an odd bit of a mashup, but I will be out and about um, looking for monsters um, once again in, in the very near future.
0: Excellent. Nice. Well, we'll we'll run with it. I appreciate it. So, you're actually are you going to be in front of the camera this time, or are you going to be more of behind the scenes producing? Because um, I do know that you did a lot of producing in your early career before you got to uh, Destination Truth.
1: Yeah, I've been um, studying up, as they say, just watching the pros do it, and then finally got uh, the ability to do it myself. In the upcoming project, I'll actually be both producing and on camera, which is kind of what I've I've found to be my best combination
2: now when you when you were on Destination Truth, did you start off as a producer, or were you uh, brought in to be you know on the camera or in front of the camera, and then you decided to produce also?
1: I was brought in early on to actually produce the post, um, which is the editing of some of the episodes. And um, I sat with uh, Brad and Casey, who were um, running it as well as Josh, and you know, we got on so famously. And then when the, the newest season came out, which was season two, they called me in and they were like, well, we don't want you to just produce this, um, you know, we want to figure out a way to get you uh, on the team. And so, you know, it, it combined a lot of things that I loved. So it was one of those, you know, the answer has got to be yes kind of thing right, where, Right. Um, you know, it just—it was one of those uh, kismet moments where, um, you know, the, the stars aligned and I went out on the road traveling, which I love, investigating, which I've, you know, kind of found a new passion in. And I've always been really fond of, of the paranormal UFOs, you know, the bizarre. So it just was um, really a special moment and kind of led to a lot of really great, fun things.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Because uh, I remember hearing some interviews with you before and you know the paranormal has been a part of your life since you were really young um so i mean so you were a part of a of a really big uh you know paranormal event with with ufo sightings around where you grew up um so this has really been been a big part of your life uh the whole the entire time so i guess it was kind of a natural transition for you to get involved with it
1: Yeah, I mean, had I had, you know, my druthers early on, I would have been on X-Files. That was kind of one of those (laughs) things where I was like, God, if I could, if I could really be producing amazing television, I would be producing, you know, something like that. And, um, so to actually be able to go out on these investigations and not just be behind the camera was was really great. And yeah, as you mentioned, I grew up in the Hudson Valley, and so my grandfather and my uncles were were heavily involved in UFO sightings, and you know, piqued my interest at a really young age. So it's kind of been in the blood. Excellent.
0: Yeah. I'm, and and that was and to me that was that was very interesting because you know I've had I've had a couple of paranormal. You know events that kind of happened to me when I was younger. I mean, I was in I was like high school age, so not nearly as young as you were at the time when, when yours happened. But it seems like uh, more and more these days people come forward with that sort of thing, and it really can impact your life. And you've actually been able to turn it into something that that you've been able to you, you've turned it into a career, which I think is extremely fascinating. And I loved watching you on know, Destination Truth and chasing UFOs was was awesome as well. Um, so that kind of brings me to to my question, just kind of uh, you know switching gears a little bit. I know you don't have a lot of time, so we're going to try and uh, get through things as much as we can. We have a lot that we wanted to ask you, but uh, uh, one thing I was really curious about is doing these investigations, being on Destination Truth, chasing UFOs, things like that, you've been all over the world, and I was curious, is there any place in the world where you would not go back to or not go to at all?
1: Um, You know, it's it's one of those kind of those catch-22s because you go to these amazing places, but you're not going to vacation, right? Yeah. So you're going to... The darkest, you know, the 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 creepiest, the innately just um, horrible places, and so, thusly, you're not really seeing the sunny side of Japan when you're there. You're seeing the kind of <laughs> underbelly, and so. Yeah. Um, Uh, it's kind of a a, a little bit of a trick because you hit these places that are so beautiful and so amazing but they impact you in a way where you know your own experiences and you become the evidence and you know those they leave lasting effects and and it brings me to what I would say is is the place that I would definitely not go back to which was the suicide forest in Japan Mm. the Akigawara forest. Oh
0: yeah I remember that episode. Oh (laughs) buddy (laughs) that was creepy.
1: yeah it was it was one of those ones where I, I I didn't know the full effects of it until I went home and I was just having these kind of night terrors from it. But it was really the first time I had ever walked into a place and said, "This is dark. This is tangible. This is something different than anywhere else I've ever been." Wow! And um, it was one of those. Yeah, not not. Not going back on my um, my Taurus musty playlist.
2: <laughs> so yeah. you knew right off the bat then, when you went there, that, that you had that feeling, like something's not right?
1: Oh, a- absolutely. You walk into this forest, and one of the things that makes it so unbelievable is that you walk in in the broad daylight, it could be noon, and the denseness of this forest just blacks everything out, and it's, it's pitch black the minute you walk in, mm. and then Um, you know, compasses don't work. Your own internal compasses don't work. So you're just, you're at a loss. And then sadness hits and it's this place where so many people have killed themselves and so many people have thought, you know, and out there. And so it's just, it's kind of this weird conducted energy, but in a really negative way. And so, yeah, it, it was something really, really powerful.
2: Would you say that was probably your, your most fearful that you've been at a place or?
1: I would say, in terms of the paranormal, in terms of not feeling safe for a reason that my body's not usually aptly, uh, you know, ready to, uh, you know, your, your fight and flight kind of thing you get mm-hmm. when you see a jaguar or a viper in a tree. That was one of those ones where it was really confusing to my body. It was like, you shouldn't be here, like deep in your gut, you know, kind of a thing. Was it the scare- most scared I've ever been? No, I've definitely been more scared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, the boat ride out to Antarctica was probably the scariest of oh, my entire definitely. life because it was just like every day I thought I was going to die. So that's a di- it was a different kind of fear. Yeah, that yeah. would
0: kind of scare me, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, the, re- the other reason why I came up with that question was because I recently watched the episode where you guys were investigating the wild man in Cambodia in Season 2, and you looked legit freaked out. Uh, all of you looked legit freaked out about that one, um, in that one. And that, next to the uh, Anger Watt... Um, Investigation also in Cambodia as well. It seems like Cambodia is just where people go to freak out. There's a lot of scary stuff there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, Southeast Asia is so old and it has such roots that, you know, you go there and it's just this ancient civilization where so much more was there before us that it's, it's it holds so much. It's just, it's really epic and powerful and, and very, very fear-based
0: yeah, cuz we were I mean just just watching all the other episodes yeah when you guys go to that region of the world it seems like it's a lot of you know passing of legends down from generations and maybe that seems to be how these stories start and even Josh appears to come to the conclusion with the team that you know, it just just seems to be a story. They've confused it with something else, and then you guys run into something like um, the ghost at Anchor Watt, and it's like, wow, this is something legit. These are real ghosts. This is no joke. Um, yeah, and it just seems like it, it could it could be one thing or the other there. And I, I just always found those episodes really intriguing and interesting. So. Yeah, I would. I I don't know if I'd be able to hold it together doing that stuff for sure. But it's, <laughs> it seems it seems it seems fun until uh, you know the lights go out and you have to really get down to uh, to your discovery there.
1: Yeah, there's there's always a moment where you're like about to leave base camp where you're just this man is going to lead me to my doom <laughs> once again and and you know my 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 fearless leader you know you just you wonder is it all worth it and then you survive it and you live to tell the tale and, mm-hmm. and you're wiser for it. So it's it's always been really, as scary as it is, it's, it's equally exhilarating and exciting. So mm-hmm. you, you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm.
2: One, thing I've, one thing I've wanted to ask you is uh, the, the beliefs that you have in things and the interest that you have in these things, whether it be paranormal, uh, the UFOs, um, anything like that. How do you deal with the people that um, I'm sure you hear it all the time that basically, you know, say that, you know, you're full of it or how do you believe that stuff? Or And, and how's that? How do you handle stuff like that? Because, like I said, I'm sure you hear it quite a bit.
1: Well, I everyone's, you know, allowed their opinion. And I think, you know, the, the more worldly you are, the more experiences you you take in and, and you're able to, you know, kind of grow and, and develop. You know, just the sensitivity to these people, you just almost feel bad for them, that they're so close minded. So, you know, when people say you're out of your mind, that wasn't a UFO, that, you know, paranormal doesn't exist, there are no such things as, you know, these monsters that go bump in the night, it, it's laughable to me because there is so much, you know, evidence out there and there are so many people talking about their experiences and and it, it's just, it, it's just a, an amount of closed-mindedness that I think could easily be rectified with a trip to one of these locations where experience you know just opens the mind. So I try not to I try not to let it bother me because there's so many other people that I do share the same opinions with and that I do connect with that are that's much more important to me than the naysayers. It's the people that you know, come to me and tell me about these amazing stories that they have, and share the same experiences and have the same beliefs, but are really open-minded and and willing to, you know, be ready to accept whatever's to come. Those are the people that I try to surround myself with.
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, I think experience, like you mentioned, is the number one thing. I've, you know, I watched the the ghost shows for years, ghost hunters and everything else, and nothing had happened to me when I was younger or anything else, and I you know, would watch it for the entertainment value. And I think it was about seven years ago, something happened. And I think that before that I was on the fence, you know, if someone would ask me, I'd be like, I don't know, I can see this happening and I debunk this and whatnot. But I think until something happens, until you see something, I think that's when it, you know, that's when the belief really is there and you look at other people like, okay, you're an idiot and you're closed minded basically.
1: Absolutely. And, and even for those people that maybe haven't experienced it yet, just listening to other people, you know, some some higher up military or, you know, um, astronauts or pilots, people that have a lot to lose, very little to gain. When you hear them tell the story and you listen and you really take it in, you know, it can, it can shape your opinions that way as well. But yeah, I, I really do think experience shapes you know your your journey moving forward, and if you haven't allowed yourself to be open any of that, then you're never gonna you're never gonna experience it, and that's it's sad. It really is because there's such a big world out there um, that you know just you know having your own small little um, you know town be the only thing you've ever had happen, then then yeah, maybe you won't ever believe. Right.
2: I I I need you to settle an argument for me. A couple of months ago, we had had a discussion, and I just need a yes or no from you. Did we land on the moon? Yes. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Here you won. go. You won.
0: There, uh, yep, I won that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we totally you. won that one. Yeah, we had a, a long discussion about that. You don't have to worry current. about me
2: bothering you ever again. Thank you. Yeah we, <laughs> we,
0: yeah, we had a long discussion about that one. He's he's quite convinced about... But we, we had a nice open dialogue about it. Um, he gave his opinion on why he didn't think it was real, and I gave my opinion as to how... Like, yes, this is why. And, you know, kind of gave the what and the why. And, you know, I'm not sitting there telling him that he's crazy or anything. I mean, I'll definitely tell him he's crazy in other aspects. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to his opinion on something, you know... you. You're you're absolutely right. It's very important to respect other people's opinions and beliefs, even if you don't believe it. I mean, it's just, it's not necessarily, it's about, you know, you can believe what you want to, but at the same time, don't necessarily just call someone wrong and let them feel bad about believing in a certain thing. And I find it very interesting that when you talk about, you know, People from you know the military or the government or NASA or anything like that talking about anything regarding UFOs or paranormal. I like how you refer to them as people with something to lose rather than credible sources. Um, I, th- I find that very interesting, and, and that's a really good point to make when people like that uh, you know voice an opinion or share an experience, and they believe that what they experienced was UFOs or, or ghosts or, or something like that. Um, I've actually changed my opinion on Bigfoot recently uh, in, in the past few years. Um, you know, Really, it was just something that happened out in the national park, and somebody took a video, and it's like, okay, whatever. It's a guy in a gorilla suit. But when you see these similar stories, what got me was all over the world all over the world there are similar stories of a similar creature that's out there and people have seen it, um, you know, really got me more inclined to kind of, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say buy in, but be more open-minded to the fact that a Bigfoot-like creature out there could exist, and he's just playing the world's greatest game of hide-and-seek.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, w- whether it's the the moon landing or Bigfoot or anything like that, there are a lot of sides to the story, and you have to form your own opinion, um, because that's, that's the only one that's going to matter the most to you. But I've read Richard Belzer's book, I've read other people's books about saying that the moon landing didn't exist, and I just don't think there's enough evidence. I've talked to so many amazing astronauts who have been out there and had their mind blown, you know, seeing the Earth or not seeing the Earth from whatever, um, rotation they are, and, it's just it's it's one of those ones where I believe. So you know that's my my one opinion added to the pot. Hmm.
2: Going back to Bigfoot now because that's a a big thing for me and that's one thing that I get a lot of shit from from people is you know the because I I'm one of those guys. Forty-two years old. Every time I go on a road trip and I'm a passenger and we drive by woods, forests, whatever, I'm staring. I'm looking out. I'm waiting to find something. And I want to go on trips, and I want to look and everything else. Did you have a hand in in the Finding Bigfoot series?
1: I did. I did. I, I helped uh, create the pilot and um, episode one, and then I passed it off to the brilliant uh, Chad Hamill and um, and Lindsay Burr, who helped produce that. Abisha Galam was another one on that. Um, but yeah, I worked with, um, Matt and Bobo and Renee and Cliff in the very beginning and, and we were just trying to figure out what the format was and how to make this work. And it was really excited to be, you know, there in the beginning, the inception of, of that all coming together.
2: So, I, I'm, so I, I'm, is it safe to assume safe you're a believer in the Bigfoot?
1: I am to a point. Um, I, I obviously, you know, when it comes to the Bigfoot, um, there, there's the idea of, of populations and the amount you need for a population. And so it's hard for me to believe that there's something in the U.S. with our reach and with the amount of footprints we put all over this country. But places like China, the Yeren, or places like Bhutan with the Yeti, or, um, you know, uh, in Indonesia with the Orang Pendek, I'm more likely to believe that in locations where you know, man hasn't been or, you know, there's just much more room for a larger population to exist. So that's, my, that's one opinion. That's my opinion. I've I've been, you know, taught otherwise by, you know, like I said, the, the Finding Bigfoot team who are strong believers that there are a population in the U.S. So um, I could be proven wrong. I'm very open-minded about it, but that's, that's kind of where my gut lies.
2: So you've been doing... Um Kind of reality shows for quite some time. How has reality TV um, changed since its conception? I mean, since years ago when it first started, up till how it is now? Because I mean, there's been so many shows, especially the paranormal shows, even UFO shows, anything like that. Um, it's how do you think it's changed? Is it is there is it more scripted now, or or not?
1: Yes and no. Um, reality TV is very cyclic. You know, you can almost sense a, tre- a trend coming on, like, you know, UFOs, people not want to watch any UFO shows, and then all of a sudden they're back. Same with Paranormal, you know, there's like an influx all of a sudden with all these shows. And I think um, where where the mystery lies in that kind of television is really great because it's innate reality. It's going out there, and, you know, just recording them as you go. So I think when it comes to, the paranormal when it comes to Bigfoot when it comes to UFOs that's very much reality you're just out there filming it how you edit it together how you make those act breaks how you keep people on their seat changes you know episode to episode but that's real but when it comes to you know the bs like you know um the Jersey Shore or the Housewives or anything like that (laughs) of course that's scripted and that's you know, not real and even something like as amazing as Duck Dynasty, they've got a format that they follow and they, you know, kind of hit these certain markers and they've got these great morals and, and you know, that kind of thing. But I really go for the shows where it's a follow doc. It's very much like this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And yes, in an edit, it could change, but we're not, we're not scripting things. We're not um, manufacturing things to happen. The drama is just in the chase. And that's kind of what I've always
0: gone for. Yeah, definitely. I, I tell people, I remember when Survivor came out, I was a big naysayer on Survivor, and I go, just look at the credits at the end of every episode. There are writers credited on Survivor. And I had a couple people go, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a lot different when it comes to getting ratings for shock value and people legitimately having a passion about something and wanting to investigate it. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely with you on that one. And I also agree that I think that but it, giving, it... Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, sorry. Giving credence to Survivor and Amazing Race, because I have a lot of friends that have produced on that, where the writing comes in is typically the host copy or, you know, um, the challenges. They have to really get those written out and yeah. stuff like that. So, so I have friends that have worked on Survivor, And the job behind the scenes is just as hard as those people. So, of course, there's there. But that's another one that I would say I would never work on The Amazing Race because I think it's one of the hardest jobs as a producer or a cameraman in the world.
0: Oh, I definitely Um, agree with that. (laughs) The Amazing uh, Race seems like it's a crazy one.
1: There is reality there.
2: Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I I agree with what you said about stuff like that comes in waves and comes and goes, you know, like the ghost shows and everything else. I read the other day, Destination USA, the channel. Yeah. Next year is changing to an all paranormal channel. Really. Reason being, they had a live exorcism, I guess, and it had huge ratings, and now they're changing the entire format of the, of the channel, which I found kind. Of, I, I find it kind of odd. I think they yeah. could have done that maybe ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think this. Well- since there's been so many. It's been saturated to a certain extent. And
1: well, I, I will say, because I've worked for them and Destination America, I will say that when they first started to do shows about America, and, you know, that was kind of what they were trying to do. But what they were seeing was sci fi get away from ghosts and paranormal, and they saw this kind of hole being created. And they started filling that need, and they, they started first with. I believe it was, you know, Ghost Doctors, um, you know, Monster Men. Uh, I worked on Ghost Asylum for them. The exorcism. Um, I, you know, had a lot of really great friends work on Chip Coffees on there. The Ghost Asylum guys were Love on there. Chip so I think what they just saw was, I think what they saw was Sci-Fi dropping it, A and E dropping it you know, and, you know, kind of filling that void. But I don't know if they're going, I haven't read that they're 100% paranormal, but if that's what they're going for, I mean, God bless them. I don't know how you can maintain all of that because it does, you know, you do get a little overset. You know, I mean, look at what the Ghost Adventures guys did and Ghost Hunters did. I mean, there, there is a way to do it right.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I think anything is possible. There is a pro wrestling channel.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So there <laughs> yeah. There is an entire network dedicated to professional <laughs> wrestling now. So yeah, if you're absolutely right, if people can make it work, then it will definitely work. Just in my opinion, when it comes to having a channel like that, it seems to have its shelf life, and it's a lot shorter these days. I think uh, you can sprinkle the paranormal into a channel and I think you can have it as a good chunk of your programming but at the same time it's you know yeah like you said god bless them but um I mean we'll see what happens uh, I mean, it could be a hit I could be wrong and they could take off who knows
2: well there's a channel that's basically the forensic file channel now and, oh yeah you know overnight you'll watch beach body infomercials so there yeah. you go. <laughs> there's her hey budget. they gotta make their money somehow exactly. right Exactly. <laughs> all right Aaron we have five Random questions for you before we let you go, and I'm sorry if we went okay, over great. a little bit in time. Um, once again, I thank you so much for doing this. This is one of my uh, bucket list uh, as an adult, not to be creepy or anything, but it is. Thank you.
1: Um, well, thank you guys. It means so much because you know I'm I'm only as as strong as as my fan base. So you know the only reason people are still knocking on my door is because of you know great people like you guys. So I really appreciate it.
0: Thank
1: you. Well, uh, we, and we thank well,
0: you. Um, like I remember, I was actually watching an episode of Destination Truth when Bubba told me that you were willing to be on the show, and I got really excited. And I'm like, you would have, you would not believe <laughs> what I'm watching right now. If you told me that, Persistency pays <laughs> off. <laughs> it certainly does. All right. Uh, yeah, Bubba's right. got his question. We do this with all of our guests, so um, you know we will But the questions are always different, so uh, we appreciate you playing along. All right. So grew up. Uh, let's see.
2: Born in '81. Correct. 80. 80. Okay. Favorite 80s song? If you had to pick one.
1: Oh, my gosh. There's so many. I'm, um, oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm such an 80s baby, and I'm like a massive Depeche Mode and Cure fan. Really? Um, oh, God. I see Depeche Mode anytime they play. So, um, walking in my shoes is always a favorite. Um really? but then I like really? the cheesy. I love Jesse's girl. I love
2: <laughs> Oh, you're doing so well. Come on. <laughs> I
1: could, I mean listen, I could go I could go either way. I could listen to 80s all the time. Do you it's like Duran so Duran? Oh, love Duran.
0: Okay, good, good, good. We're fine then. All right. You're still you and Bubba are still I'll, friends. I'll Sorry. still stalk you.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> i I'm, I'm always hungry like the wolf. Wow.
0: All right.
2: Very cool. I can't talk <laughs> anymore. It. All right, so if you were on a deserted island, the infamous deserted island question, and you had your choice of any alcoholic beverage, just one, for an entire month, what would it be?
1: One alcoholic beverage. Oh, my goodness. You can drink I it mean, every day.
2: It was just had to be one specific drink. That's all you can have for an entire month
1: bourbon. Wow.
0: There you go. Very nice. I'm a Jack and Coke guy. Yeah, I'm more of a vodka drinker myself, but. Hey. <laughs> Okay. Well,
1: you do the Kentucky, you do the Kentucky Bourbon Trail um, one time, and it will it will have you switched. It is so phenomenal.
0: Aaron, I will say I have been to Maker's Mark. Um, I did make the trek out in the middle of nowhere to go to Maker's Mark and do the free tour and everything, um, and that was amazing. I love Maker's Mark. I loved it before I went there, and I mean because I I do enjoy a bourbon myself, and I actually dipped my own bottle of Maker's Forty Six. Uh, it was a great experience. So I'm I'm definitely with you on that one.
1: There you go.
0: All
2: right, Munsters or Adams family. Munsters. Final question What is your perfect breakfast, lunch and dinner?
1: Oh gosh, I'm such a breakfast person. I <laughs> eat breakfast, breakfast lunch and dinner. Um, I gotta go I gotta go French toast, grilled cheese, um, anything with mac and cheese.
2: For dinner <laughs> fan of the cheese, I say. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> loves the cheese. Oh,
0: yeah. there, should be, there should be cheese on the fr-
1: on the, the French.
0: Well. Awesome. All right. Well, Aaron, yeah, like I said, we, we really appreciate you playing along and, and thank you so much. I know you didn't have a lot of time today, but you chose to spend it with us. Uh, we, we couldn't thank you enough for doing it, and we'll definitely keep an eye out for your new projects. Uh, we'll be looking for those details as they come out, definitely be looking to see on TV again. So, uh, best of luck and continued success to you and your other endeavors. And uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Sometime we, we would love to talk to you again.
1: That means a lot. Thank you guys so much, and and I'll definitely let you know when uh, when I get the details and I'm able to kind of make an announcement.
0: Perfect. We'll reach uh, out. Thanks, Aaron. Take care. Thank you.
1: Okay. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.
0: Okay. Rock on. That was uh, awesome talking to Aaron. Finally. After all this time of you harassing her and stalking her on Twitter and making her feel uncomfortable, we finally got her on the show.
2: I have the uncanny ability to make every woman around me, or not even around me, or not even close to me, or close to me, feel uncomfortable.
0: Yep, that's true.
2: And I don't even have to take my pants off, dude. Wow, no joke. No, wow. that was an amazing talk. And I've been—I I didn't lie when I said that—it uh, um, was on the bucket list. For me, because, you know, I, I stalked her on Twitter for mm-hmm. a while, and I won't do that anymore. I'm lying. I probably will. But, you know, it's it was Oh,
0: we fun. were just having a little bit of fun. And it's funny,
2: because I have, like, all this energy right now, because yeah. I was so nervous talking to her. Every other guest we've had, I've been kind of nervous, but, like, a couple minutes into it, I, I got better. Yeah. I, I You know, whatever. But
0: this one, nervous the whole time. The whole time. I will admit, who was I nervous about? I was nervous about Jen Bartels a little bit. Ah, uh, she's nothing. I, <laughs> Jen, if you're listening, <laughs> don't forget. I'll make sure she Bubba, listens. Bubba means you don't matter. Congratulations. She's probably drinking Thanks. wine somewhere. Oh, yeah, out of a box. Out of a box. Out of a box. No glass needed. She's no just glass. got the spout, and yeah. she's like laying on the floor oh, underneath yeah, her coffee no. table. She's, she's put that bad boy up on the mantle. She's, she's just bonging that box of wine. <laughs>
2: so anyway, yeah, good talk. I, um, I'm i a little bit bothered that she says we landed on the moon, but that's okay. Um, and also the Bigfoot thing kind of interest. It, it really kind of was, was uh, odd for me because, you know, she helped with the pilot and finding Bigfoot in Bigfoot. And she uh, is not real strong believer in it, which I guess is, you know, I guess that's all right. But
0: she said just here in the United States, right? Shouldn't believe yeah. it was here.
2: Well, yeah. I, I, for, for me, just not going on a whole Bigfoot tangent because God knows I would be here for hours. Where are the deceased Bigfoots? That's the bottom line, you know. Where are they? Uh, I'm sure they're not just grabbing them and burying them. Well, no. You know, I mean, I'm
0: pretty sure the government doesn't have a big Bigfoot body disposal program. Area forty-two. Area. It's <laughs> the
2: Bigfoot shed.
0: <laughs> area three. Area three. That's where we keep the big feet. No, they keep it in the Cheyenne Mountain Complex with the Stargate. All right. Um, Kyle, your nerd is showing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's okay. So what's up?
2: We haven't talked in a long time um, because um, I, I don't care for you
0: anymore. And you, don't, you don't. You hate me now. No, I don't hate you at all. You don't, um, you don't talk. You don't text. You no, don't shut call, up. I do, too. You don't write. You don't telegraph. I'm going to write you a letter. You should. I write should. me a letter. Let's become pen pals. When I move to my apartment, we will need to become about pen pals. pencil pals? Number two pencil pals.
2: Uh, yeah. All right. So we haven't talked in a while. So what's been going on in your life? Because typically when we do this show, it's all about you. So go ahead.
0: What? It is not all about me. I'm going to sit here. Aren't well, you
2: amazed that we're doing this show and I'm I'm not sick?
0: Yeah. And it's funny because now I am stuffed up. Yeah, it's probably this house. And no. It's the house. It's my girlfriend's cat. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, that's probably what it is. And I don't, I don't know if it's actually from her cat, but all I know is that when I go to her house, I'm a little... So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of following my logic here, just kind of eliminating possibilities. It's that pussy gets all up in your head. <laughs> wow, I was waiting for that. I really was waiting for a pussy joke.
2: Hashtag pussy up in your head
0: <laughs> yeah let's get yeah get that trending
2: i will trend that one
0: yeah definitely trend that one i I've, don't know who who really cares about my personal life things are actually going well so nobody really wants to hear about that well the
2: people that have have listened to the show religiously uh all, th- all, two all of three of them, them? All <laughs> no, two, is
0: it two now it's three including oh, you and three. i oh, okay but good.
2: the ones that have listened since the beginning they know that you were down on your luck at the beginning oh, when yeah. we first started doing this. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm it's still come- a
0: hot mess, don't get me wrong. You're always going to be a hot mess. Oh yeah. But
2: then I feel the same way about myself. I feel like I'm a hot mess. But like you you've you're accomplishing some stuff. Do you need some Kleenex? I know, maybe need some, I got some Mucinex maybe. up there. I need buddy. something. God, oh God help me! I need to breathe. You have that little green Gremlin guy that's in the commercials.
0: Oh God, I hate him. I do too. I want him to move out. I can't stand that guy, oh, little fucker.
2: Okay, so if you had your choice between getting rid of that guy, that commercial, or getting rid of the Geico chameleon gecko, or gecko. would you, or would you get
0: rid of? <laughs> he just me off the meat guy from Arby's. The, what do you mean the meat guy from Arby's? The voice. That's James Earl Jones.
2: I thought it was the guy that used to do the 7-Up commercials. Under also, the sea. That guy. Wasn't
0: that also James Earl Jones? Oh,
2: God, no, was it?
0: No, no, that's, no, that's, no.
2: I don't know his name.
0: You mean the guy who plays Sebastian the Crab? Yes.
2: No. That's not James Earl Jones.
0: I know that, but no, that's it, got to be James Earl Jones doing those commercials.
2: Uh, it's not. It's not.
0: That's 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 Darth Vader getting down on a roast beef sandwich. No, uh, he, There's that's no. That's what way. it sounds like. No, to there's me no anyway. way at all that it, it that's sounds like him. to me. I don't know. No.
2: Okay. Okay. Can we make it official? Um, and then we'll talk more about your personal life. Not okay. that you've actually got a word in Edgewise. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got the sniffles. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want you snotting all over the mic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So can we make it official about what we were talking about the Christmas show? Christmas week. You could say yes. You don't have to, like... (laughs) I had
0: to nod. I couldn't talk because I can't breathe. (laughs) God damn it.
2: Okay, so the Christmas show, um, Christmas week. Uh, We're going to do it early in the week. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a roundtable discussion about Christmas.
0: And Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Festivus. Kwanzaa.
2: Kwanzaa, um,
0: And the the yearly end-of-the-year celebration... For pastafarians, as they worship the flying spaghetti monster.
2: Yes. So we're going to have myself, yourself,
0: maybe. You're gonna you're not, you're not gonna be here. <laughs> no, you guys just play with the fucking computers yourself. You can figure it out. You guys can record it with uh with your phones and just email it to me. Who emails anymore?
2: Besides um, people at work. I was emailing Aaron Ryder. Oh, okay. So if it wasn't for email, we wouldn't have had that amazing would not, discussion. You're right? So, we would
0: not have had Aaron Ryder. All right. So all right. Okay. here's Thank the deal God for email.
2: So Christmas Gina. week, we're going to have you and me, mm-hmm. um, Liz from Ask Liz. Yay! We're going to have Keith, the nurse.
0: If, uh, I'll have to. He'll be here. He's got nothing else to do. Oh sure, yeah, Keith, you have nothing else to do. But
2: he's a nurse. He don't do anything. So <laughs> yeah, right. and then
0: we. <laughs> okay.
2: My wife Tracy okay. is going to join us. Uh huh. And, um, and who else? JR, you know, from the music show. From the music show. Yeah. It's funny because I haven't even asked JR yet. And what I want to do
0: is is, use this for him to ask him.
2: Right. So, JR, we would like for you to come and be on that show. Um, I'd say it would be um, early in the week, Christmas week, and join us. And I have to throw this out there. Mark, JR's brother, you're invited too, but if you come, you got to talk. Into the mic, into the microphone. You can come and observe. I know
0: know that the microphone didn't work last time, so (laughs) I can't really give him bullshit. We we didn't know that at the time. We did not know that at the time. But at the same time, though, he sat there, arms crossed, holding the mic in one hand and not talking into it. I don't know if he thought that this was like. I don't know if he thought he had a clip-on mic or what. I don't know. Clip-on. I don't. I don't. I don't know what was going on there. So,
2: yeah, that's going to be our Christmas. We're going to have a, a lot of fun. Kind of thinking that if we all had the next day off or could schedule the next day off, we can all just get tanked and do the show. But that probably won't happen.
0: Oh, that would be nice if it could. What if we
2: do it Christmas Eve and put it out Christmas Day? <laughs> Happy birthday, Jesus. Here's a podcast with a bunch of fucks in it.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure that nobody else has plans on Christmas Eve. I have I nothing going on. I might have something I going on. I sit and wait for Santa. The girlfriend may have me go to Sandusky with her. Oh, Jerry Sandusky? No. That's creepy. It's not funny. You guys going to Boys Town? That's not funny.
2: Because you're a Penn State fan. Of course it's not funny.
0: It's not funny. No, it's not funny because it's...
2: Totally- oh, I, I totally fucking forgot how classy we are here. I totally it's forgot that. Funny. I apologize to all those religious people that are offended by every fucking thing that I say.
0: I, no, I, I'm not.
2: I'm so sorry. No,
0: just no. I just don't find that funny. About what? About the, the kids. I don't find that what funny. What kids? The ki- With Jerry Sandusky. I didn't I say anything that. about kids. Yeah, but you were going there. No, um, I was not. Yeah, you were. No, oh, you I were.
2: couldn't think of anyone else's name that you ended were. with Sandusky, and you he's were. the only one.
0: You were disrespecting me verbally. No, it was not. I could see it in your eyes. No way.
2: (laughs) You need to look the other direction. (laughs) All
0: right, so talk about something you want to talk about. uh, So, yeah, the Christmas show, looking forward to it. Hopefully, we'll be able to pull that off. Um, I really hope Keith can make it. That would be funny as hell. By the way, speaking of Keith, his show got to like 100 hit, 100 plays quicker than all but two other shows in our entire library of podcasts. So, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to that. I'm really glad everybody enjoyed it. Um, just, Keith is hilarious, and we're really, we said we were going to have him back, so obviously we want to have him back for the Christmas show. So, Keith, if you're listening, I will be reaching out, just like JR, because so, this is this is me, and this is my invitation. Here you go. By the way, I'm also using this forum to give a Christmas card to everybody, so Merry Christmas and have a Happy New Year. That is my card to all of you who are listening. Awesome. Because like, I, I cannot buy
2: cards. <laughs> I want to make. I should make my own cards. You know what we should do is have a card making party. Well, well, no, no. You and I will sit down with like construction paper and glitter and everything else, like glue sticks. Yeah. All kinds of like cheesy shit. Get really drunk and have a list of our friends and make personalized Christmas cards for them. That would be amazing. See.
0: That would be amazing. What well, are we drinking? Let's.
2: Why don't we start Christmas card parties? The first week of December, have a party, yeah. and everyone makes drunk Christmas cards for like five people.
0: Drunk Christmas cards. That'd be great. Preferably to your family members.
2: That would be amazing. Yeah. I would love to get a drunk Christmas card.
0: That'd be hilarious. It would. Like, We could start a new thing. Like fucked up poems that don't rhyme. We then... could be the next Douglas Bubble Tree. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody even know who that is? I don't think anybody knows who that is. Well, They have to Google it. Douglas, Google Douglas, Douglas Bubble Tree, and then Google Nina Hartley. Speaking of... Ooh. I'm going to... Do we have gonna, Nina
2: News? We do have Nina God, News. God, I wish
0: I had like, the NBC Nightly News uh, sound effect. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds just like it. Mm-hmm. You got it. You're Nina welcome. Hartley News. <laughs> That's my typewriter. <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop. I'm Jane Pauly. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. So Nina Hartley news. I reached out to her. And let me tell you what I grabbed. No, I, <laughs> no, I reached out. I reached out to Nina. Um, well, it's kind of cool because I text her. Have a happy Thanksgiving. She got back to me. She is a wonderful wonderful person honestly she is a super approachable amazing woman seriously she's great i got a hold of her about doing nina hartley part two Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna work to do it in january
0: okay so i'm looking forward to that because i i love her too yet i think she's awesome
2: and i want her to be like uh kind of like what alec baldwin is to saturday night live I want her to make a once a quarter
0: appearance probably for us. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd love having her on as like a normal guest. It's just because like the thing is, regular I, can rotating to,
2: I can talk to her about anything.
0: Yeah, pretty much. If
2: I can talk about ass sex with somebody, I can talk about anything. Oh, yeah. Seriously, because it's you, amazing. Because you and I don't
0: talk about that.
2: You know what we should do? No. No, this would be a brilliant <laughs> idea. We'll have a relationship show with Nina Hartley. Yeah. We'll have Tracy here. Yeah. And your lady. Aaron will not come on the show. Oh she can be here, okay, but- she can represent the woman part of you <laughs> <laughs> she could be your vaginal representation my, my vaginal representation
0: vaginal my my vaginal rep
2: uh isn't there a little asterisk above it
0: <laughs> depends on what angle you're looking at it from vaginile
2: <laughs>
0: it's vagi- not just another river in Egypt <laughs> About to say, I've been in Vagin Isle for a while now. Have you ever traveled the Vagin Isles? <laughs> Wait, the Vagin Isles? <laughs> yes. Wait, in there, like a U.S. and a French side to that? It's right by the Virgin Islands. Oh, oh, okay. The hey. Vaginal Isles. No, but need, anyway. Do you need a passport?
2: Why don't we have a relationship? Do you need show? protection. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, anyone listening to this show that knows Kyle and I, that is in a relationship, that wants to join us, that can join us, For that show, I think we should invite them and just say, hey, we're going to have a relationship show.
0: We should save this for February. For? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. What's that? Valentine's Day. Valentine. Wow. (laughs) Valentine's Day. You know, the manufactured marketing holiday where you are obligated. No, that's sweetest day. That's sweetest day. Same thing with Valentine's Day. No, it's not. Yes, it is.
2: I get my wife beautiful things and I am extra sweet with her on Valentine's Day.
0: Why do you have to do it just one day out of the year? You know, for a fact, it's more than that. It's twice. <laughs> she has a birthday, too, asshole. Oh,
2: excuse me. I don't do much for Christmas because it's Jesus' birthday, and only he gets presents.
0: Oh, well, that's good. Frankincense and myrrh. Frank and who? <laughs> Frank and beans and myrrh. <laughs> yeah, Frank and- <laughs> Franks, beans, and myrrh. From impractical jokers,
2: I was just gonna say that. <laughs> no, um. Anyway, Nina's gonna be on January or February, February, whatever we February. decide to make it. Um. Also, if there's any guests that you guys have listened to that we had on earlier, like Jim Bartels, anybody else, if you guys want to hear more from them, I'll I'll reach out and see if they want to come on. I mean, they've, they they yeah. were great with us. I'm not saying that we're already tapped out with the five people that we've probably had, yeah. but I enjoyed talking to them so much.
0: That I just I would love to do it again. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'd love to have Jen back on. I'd also love to have Vincent back on. Vincent, oh, that dude freaking cracked me up, man. If,
2: if there was any way to do it, it would be probably. I would cry laughing, for this show. If we were able to get all three of them.
0: What at the same Nina, time? Nina, Jen, and Vincent. Yes. Oh my God! Can would, you
2: imagine that?
0: I would. I would not even talk during that show. I would just laugh the whole time, and I would. I would just want to sit there and see Vince's reactions to everything that Nina says. Well, I want him to do his little uh, eargasms. Eargasms. We could have live eargasms. <gasps> oh my! Holy God. Holy shit! What? Weird... Wow! He's that's on. Uh, is that on? Um, it's on. It's, it's on, on Amazon... Spotify and everything. I don't know if it's on Spotify. I know that Eargasms is available for sale on CD Baby and um I think also on Amazon Music and iTunes.
2: Okay, what I'm gonna uh, this would be a great idea. I'm gonna reach out to him and see if I I'm doing a lot of reaching out. You I'm, are let me stop saying that. It sounds really stupid. You're doing a lot of reaching
0: around out there. I'm gonna Twitter.
2: grab somebody. Okay. Vincent. I'm gonna grab onto him and I'm gonna that uh, I need to rephrase this. Yeah. I'm going I'm going to get a hold of him and see if he is cool with us using bits of his eargasms in the show. Hmm.
0: That'd be that's a great idea.
2: I don't see, I mean, I don't see why not, unless he wants like a quarter every time we do it. i say do you have PayPal?
0: <laughs> we'll pay him in Bitcoin. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll pay him in Bitcoin and wampum.
2: Or I can pay him in Chris Mullen basketball cards. There.
0: <laughs> that would be perfect. I'm sure he'd love it. Uh, he would love that. I'm talking
2: like he's listening.
0: Oh, that reminds me. I oh. bought a shirt at Homage. This this Columbus crew shirt right here. Sorry about the crew. Yeah, they lost the MLS Cup and the people threw beer and flipped off the president of Major League Soccer. Way to keep it classy, C bus. Anyway, We are not Cleveland, okay? This is not Cleveland. Don't act like that. I can't believe the Browns lost today. You Really? Anyway, go ahead. Hard for you to believe? All right. Um, And, you know, I I bought this shirt there. Crap, now I forget what I was going to say. You bought that shirt there because they were throwing beers at you. No, No, they didn't throw beers at me at the store. I thought you said they did. Crap. Damn it. I lost my train of thought. I jumped off the train of thought. All aboard! (laughs) Oh, I was trying to figure out where you were going with that. Like, I didn't, I didn't recognize that as Crazy Train at first because it was just crazy. No, it just it sounded like the EDM train. EDM, yeah, electronic dance music train. The the the. the, uh, No, that's techno. That's what I meant. No, that's no. That was the. um, What's the
2: difference between techno house and rave, and what's the other one? Well, one well, you do drugs the at, that the other, other, you, other don't. you don't. Which one do you flip around light sticks? Rave. Which one do you do a lot of drugs? Rave. Which one is typically in a warehouse? Rave. Which one is the name of a female clothing
0: store? EDM? <laughs> Deb? Deb. <laughs> Sears Juniors?
2: <laughs> Sears. Wait, was that a thing? Uh, rave rave rave
0: was the name of a uh, female clothing store oh wait i remember i remember rave see rave was across from aeropostol when we used to work there together yes and then that creepy store manager used to come over and and and, uh, talk to us yeah all the time what was her name creepy creepy yeah creepy blonde lady
2: with her drugs and warehouse oh yeah and and stuff anyway Mm -hmm. all right so Mm -hmm. can i bring up something sure bring Um, it up
0: We have plenty of time. Well, I don't want to
2: talk. I I don't want to bore people to death today.
0: We've already bored them to death with this pointless conversation. Speaking of point, yeah, remakes of movies. I know how much for fuck's sake. I know you don't like remakes. I hate fucking remakes. Hold on. What do you want to tell me today? Why in the hell are they doing Point Break? I have no freaking idea i have no idea the thing about these remakes is that when i see the trailers for them on tv i just want to watch the original it just reminds me that oh yeah i want to i haven't seen that movie in a while might as well just see the original i don't know why they're redoing point break it's pointless that's what they should call the movie pointless now are you okay with
2: them doing movies not necessarily remakes okay for example Planet of the Apes the newer Planet of the Apes I haven't it wasn't, seen it well it wasn't like a remake it was a um, it was like more a, like a
0: prequel wasn't it was Wasn't another, it? Rise of the Planet kind of, of the of, Apes
2: it was kind of another telling of the story though it was very similar but it wasn't exactly the same like one of my favorite movies top five of all time Willy Wonka the yeah. original the second one was a remake a real remake with Johnny Depp hated it
0: I didn't like that either it was dumb.
2: Yeah. I mean, the same thing. Uh, what was the other? Uh, oh, it was another one that was big. I don't remember what the fuck it was, though. Anyway, yeah. The, I, it bothers me when those classics are redone. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that bothers me. I'm okay with Point Break because they're not ruining a classic. They're putting a remake out of a shit movie. But you know what? More power to them because it was a shit movie. This is probably going to be a shit movie. And as long as they don't touch Goonies or Gremlins, I'm fine.
0: They will touch Groonies and Gremlins, I guarantee <laughs> Groonies. it. Groonies. Groonies. <laughs> they're going to combine the, them. The, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a mashup. <laughs> Sloth, when he gets wet at night, go, it's going to multiply. No, Baby, 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 No, with Gremlins and Goonies, they will touch that because they're remaking Big Trouble in Little China, and I'm pissed.
2: Did they remake Escape from New York? No that was my favorite
0: Kurt Russell movie really yes that and Overboard <laughs> my, my favorite one was uh, my, my two favorite Kurt Russell movies are actually yeah Big Lebowski no shut up <laughs> Um, Big Trouble in Little China obviously and Captain Ron Captain Ron was very good that had Chris Elliott in it too didn't it yes it did <laughs> God. He is he is like one
2: of the most underrated comedians. Yeah, Chris, I honestly think so.
0: Well, I think Chris Elliott is uh, very underappreciated as a, a comedic actor. Um, he's because hysterical. I know he's very funny, but he's so freaking awkward looking. <laughs> what was his? Uh, what was the movie he had? There was a movie he was a star in,
2: and it had the guy that played uh, a little short, dumpy guy. He's he's a character actor, but he does a lot of like. Uh, um, voice works for, like,
0: cartoons and stuff. Um, I can't think of his name. I he, do know that uh, Chris Elliott was in uh, Something About Mary. Yeah. He was, he was wookie.
2: Oh, he was in... Uh, dude, he was the uh, cameraman in Groundhog Day.
0: Yes, he was. <laughs> yes.
2: that's. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite movies. I love Groundhog Day. I can watch that movie over and over and over Oh, again.
0: that's clever. You get it? I get it. Because I have it on DVD. God, you know what? If I could pick the shittiest day I've ever had and relive it over and over again until I got it right, that would be perfect.
2: Really? Yeah. No that would be cool. No.
0: That would be cool. I just it gets funny where he gets to the point where it's just like and he's just going through the motions just like he was in his everyday life. He was just going through the motions. He's just, boom. Okay. Insurance salesman. Saves him. Walks to the restaurant. heimlich's the guy. Just walks right. Pushes what's her name out of the way when the shit falls down off the scaffolding. Like all that stuff. That's such a good movie. It was a really good movie. Is that your favorite Bill Murray movie?
2: Ooh, that's a tough one, isn't it?
0: Man, why are you gonna make me think this late at oh, night, man? Shit. I mean, I do like that. Was probably one of my top Bill Murray movies.
2: I have a tie for the top one.
0: It's either it's between that and Coneheads. Are you kidding? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think he was in Coneheads? Was he? I mean, don't everybody get him and Dan Aykroyd mixed up? (laughs) Zombie Land, yeah, (laughs) Zombie Land. No, that was my favorite Bill Murray movie. Yeah, no, I had two minutes. Oh, love it. Um,
2: mine's a tie for number one. Well, I Groundhog Day. And what about Bob?
0: I love what about Bob? Save. I was about to say Ghostbusters until you mentioned what about Bob? Scrooged. I do like Scrooged, but I think I like what about Bob better. Caddyshack, Caddyshack, Caddyshack's good, but I'm not like on the Caddyshack train like everybody else is. Are
2: you on the crazy train?
0: All aboard! Aye, I, I. I. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm on the crazy train. Man, I've been on a crazy train since day. My life is... My life... I was doing a mark there for a second. I was just holding the mic down here. I don't want to talk. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, my favorite band. It's like, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> no, I... Um, yeah, my life's been the crazy train. All aboard. What else you want
2: to talk about? I don't want to just sit here and bullshit. I got right. stuff to do. Plus, I got to work tomorrow.
0: How long have we been going? What's, you're stu- long, you're, I mean, we we're not even at an hour yet. What are we at? We
2: are at 59 minutes and 20 seconds.
0: 55 minutes and 28 seconds. I told you. Jerk. Um, Has anything else happened? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did have a good Thanksgiving. Did you go out Black Friday shopping? Hell no. Who does that shit on purpose? Seriously, I watched the CNN highlight reel of all the people getting to the shit beat out of them over their frickin' Black Friday deals. $100 Walmart TVs. That, that the are next day are that, like $125? Yeah, that will break within three months. Three days. Yeah. Don't try playing Xbox on that shit. You can probably play Sega Genesis on it, though. No, I think that would tax it way too much. It can't handle Street Fighter. It won't. It won't keep up with Sonic. No, it won't. It'll actually lag because he's running too fast. Yeah, my Sega Genesis did that on my old TV at my mom's house. I know, I've always wanted to get a ringtone
2: of Sonic collecting the the rings.
0: I want my text message tone to be when he loses all the rings. (laughs) (laughs) He loses like 900, you only picked up one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, like all these rings are falling all around you, you pick up one. Why do, like, (laughs) you have 300 rings,
2: and then you hit something, they all fall, 299 of them go into space immediately. Yeah. And you catch one. Yeah. It's just to keep you in the game.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And that keeps you alive until the next one. And then you're like you find like the little row of three rings and you and it's like up on this really high ledge and you gotta hit like every single like bouncy shit and hop on the floating piece of land you to get the, to it. You know what the coolest part about Sonic was, or even is, mm-hmm. is um when you played that game,
2: there were certain points where he was going so apeshit crazy, like around the rings and like taking off so fast that you could put the controller down and just let, let it do go. its thing, and go make a snack. Yeah, come back, eat it, and then pick up where you left off. Like, oh yeah, because it, you could just let it go, which was amazing. Like it, it was playing itself. Mm-hmm. Like it could play itself while I play with myself if I wanted to.
0: That's weird. Why You're playing with yourself while Sonic plays with himself? Yeah, I didn't know y'all were that close, boys, man. <laughs> So, yeah, my Thanksgiving, actually, My to get back on track here. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> tangent time. Um, no, my Thanksgiving was a little uh, out of whack this year. Uh-oh. Um, I go to my dad. I go, Dad, what are you doing for Thanksgiving this year? He's like, I'm not doing anything. We're going to get Chinese food with your grandma. Did okay. You, did you go to
2: a Chinese restaurant? Yeah. So it was like Christmas story.
0: No, these, duck? No, these people do not sing. No, we went to the buffet, dude. We played it safe. Oh, that is, that's
2: is—that's really playing it safe. It
0: really is. It is it's It's playing it safe.
2: i thankful for MSG. It's
0: so delicious. Would you like Sample? <laughs> Where are we? At the mall? Yeah. Are we at Eastland Mall Aunt, again.
1: Onch Chicken?
0: Onch Chicken, you want Sample? That's so... We, could, we don't have any Asians listening, do we? Probably two. Yeah. My friend um, Joe, uh,
2: Joe's kind of Asian. I okay. think he's Thai or Bai or whatever. He yeah. said something. It sounds like it had an "i" ending. So I was trying to figure out what it could be. Sorry, Joe, if
0: you're offended. By, Thai, Magwai. Maguay is not a country. Neither's is <laughs> by fuck are you talking about <laughs> i don't know it's do not I, a nationality anyway i hate being serious on this show. so damn i know you don't do it you always well. have to joke i do um but no dad's like we're going to get chinese food with your grandma like okay you don't want to cook fine so i get to you know my mom uh has a different job now so she's working nights so she didn't cook either so i ended up going to my sister's friend's house with her which it was still fun still cool Still had a good time, ate, drank, all that good stuff. So, or you're being merry. Yeah. I, only, I think it was better because I only had to go to one place this time. I just had to meet in one spot. Perfect.
2: That's good. We Didn't
0: went, have to worry about it. I just brought pre-made pies. Simplest holiday of my life. I loved get, it. Did you get the frozen pa- pies? Or, no, you get like the bakery pies. No, I get the bakery pies okay. from Meyer. We got the frozen ones. Yeah, did you get the thaw thaw of the LaBelle
2: pie? With the, have to, no, there's like $200. The ones you have to kind of thaw out for 16 hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you have to thaw it out longer than the fucking turkey. Yeah. No, but we,
0: um, I went to my in laws, um, which is fun.
2: I, I love those people.
0: I love your in laws, too. I'm not even related to them.
2: Well, you're, you're kind of in the family now. Yeah. But they, um, we had food and I went, veget- I've gone vegetarian and, and, you know, mostly vegan and bitch. didn't have any turkey and, uh, don't be a bitch. Fuck man. What you talking about? <laughs> no, I do. I feel so much better. You know, I do. Um, but yeah, we went there and it was amazing. Nicest part about Thanksgiving this year is it was nice as shit out. Like I, I sat on the fr- their front porch most of the the day. It was so beautiful.
0: I went golfing on Thanksgiving Day. I remember you you said that. That was that was how nice it was. Was there a lot of people out on the course? No.
2: Well, because it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, day. it
0: was Thanksgiving Day, and uh, you know other people actually have families that want them around. I would have took you. Yeah. You could have come over. Could have went to the in laws. Well, it was me and Dad. We're, we were spending some quality time.
2: Well, see, there you go. So that's family so, that yeah. wants
0: you around. No, he just didn't want to play by himself. <laughs> and I'm like I'm, me I'm, and Sonic do. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> no, Dad doesn't want to play around a round of golf by himself. He tried that once. He hated it. Did he win? <laughs> yeah, he took. It's the only time t- he's won. That's
2: the only time he wins. He's that's like it. he's like the uh, pastor and on uh, in caddy Shack. <laughs> he gets struck by lightning.
0: Oh man! So
2: yeah, um, sounds like it was decent though for you. It was decent yeah. for me, and
0: this year's gone by really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the whirlwind of things that have gone on this year in my life, my life has been just freaking crazy, insane, ridiculous. But it is ending twenty fifteen on a very positive note. It really is. My yeah, things are ending on a positive note, but nobody nobody wants to hear about things going well. I do. Well, I know you do, but people that listen to the show, they're like, "Oh, great!" They you want know. to hear about our shit show life, uh, yeah. as opposed to the the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, they don't. You know, that's not entertaining. That's not entertainment.
2: Okay, so we have to talk about bad shit. People, people like think. it. People
0: like my suffering.
2: Bomber had a rash above his tail. Okay, that uh, we had to put some Neosporin on and give him Benadryl. That's not
0: that bad.
2: Well, that's bad in comparison to everything else I'm talking about that I'm so excited about in my life. I'm trying to think of crap shit, but I really don't have well, anything. What else, right well,
0: now. I mean, what else is going on in your life that you're excited about?
2: Oh, nothing. I mean, I'm just I'm happy with my work. Yeah, me um, too. Home's great. Um, I'm. It's not a rough winter so far, which I'm very thankful for. Oh, guess what? Oh, it's going to storm tonight. And 19 <sighs> inches of snow is expected.
0: I'm moving out of my dad's house on the 14th. Really? Yeah. So what's that mean? Um, I found a nice halfway house that was willing to take me in. Well, that's good. <laughs> How far is it? About halfway between here and there. But <laughs> 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 Halfway between Sover and shit show. Are you seriously moving on the 14th? Yes. Do you need help? Uh, yes. Um, I'll see if I know anyone. I was not going to ask you. I would break you. Whoa,
2: don't ever say that again. That's weird.
0: Moving would break you. No, it wouldn't.
2: Yeah, it would. Dude, I'm getting to be in the best shape I've been in in a long time.
0: Yeah, and why is that? DDP yoga. There you go. <laughs> Shameless plug. Bam! <laughs> That's right. Don't Make let... sure to do your DDP tomorrow. That's right. Don't forget to do this tomorrow. What, get red hot? That's right. <laughs> Let's hit that core. Um, I need to get back on the DDP yoga. I've gained a ton of weight. Why is that? Weight. I've gained a ton of weight Let's talk about our weight since we've talked last. What? I'm like 225 now.
2: How much have you put on?
0: Um, In the past three months, how much have you put on? 20 pounds. Okay. Wow. Well, actually, it hasn't been in the past three months, actually. It's been longer than that.
2: What did you eat today?
0: I had brunch today. What'd you have? I had a bacon and chocolate chip Belgian waffle. (laughs) With bacon, eggs, vegetable macaroni and cheese. Well, at least you got your veggies. A, a biscuit, yeah, right. <laughs> a biscuit with gravy. Wow. Um, what? Oh, two sausage links. Lay off me, I'm starving. <laughs> you like? Lay off me, I'm starving. <laughs> Why don't you leave some for us, Jerry? You know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was a great skit. Um, and then I also had a bloody mary with that. And then afterwards, more vegetables. <laughs> no, guess where I went after that? Where? Because Aaron's favorite place is Jenny's ice cream. Oh, so, went to Jenny's ice cream too. <laughs> okay. Then what? Is that all you had today? That was all I had today. Until I came here and had your your nice your delicious pasta concoction and some popcorn shrimp pasta concoction pasta yeah pastaarian I didn't have uh, <laughs> nothing to say
2: about your brunch, dude. It
0: sounds amazing, though, doesn't it?
2: Sounds amazing, but I would probably come out with the sugars after I ate all that. Oh, I
0: had the sugars, dude. You had mild diabetes. <laughs> oh man, I had to get a cup of coffee just keep my eyes open. And Wilfer Brimley like sent you an email halfway through the meal. He was like <laughs> saying welcome. <laughs> yeah. Can Wilford Brimley email? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think he'd send me a letter that just said Welcome to Diabetes. I thought it would just say that. You're part of the gang. <laughs> we play cards on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, he sent you your membership card yeah. to, to the diabetes fund. Yeah, it was sticky. Ooh. From sugar. <laughs> from the, sugars. From All the right. sugars. All right, so I gotta sidetrack this. All right, yeah, we're gonna wrap this up here. I lost about 25 pounds in the past three months. Good, because it all went to me. <laughs>
2: I didn't want to say it. You <laughs>
0: lost it. I found it. Actually,
2: it's really weird how that turned
0: out. Yeah. You don't look like you've put on that much. Are you sure? I went up a cup size. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Got <you. laughs> <All> it. <right. laughs>
2: no, i have uh 25 in about two months, and that's, that's gone like no meat eating and doing the yoga every day awesome it's cool very good i feel so much better
0: good i want to feel better you will you will some guy someday buddy some some gay <laughs> some gay <laughs> guy some gay some gay guy will come along my
2: tylenol pms are starting to kick in oh are they yeah
0: is that what you took earlier yeah okay well it's time for i have the to take three
2: you. every night really yeah if i don't i get up every hour like you're in pain no i just wake up you just wake up yeah well the wife has to have a tv on
0: Oh, for God's sakes, I hate that shit. Well, the thing is, I wake up, and
2: the TV's on, it's hard for me to get back to sleep. There's times I've gotten up at 3.30 in the morning, I have to go downstairs, and I just sit there for like an hour, looking at the ceiling. Looking on Facebook to see all nobody on it.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I'm on it. With my new work schedule, I'm on it at 3 o'clock in the morning. I bet you are. I am. Stalking people. Did you see that Aaron and I made our relationship Facebook official? You know what that means? Oh
2: man! As Pumbaa and Timon would say, "We're doomed."
0: <laughs> also, very funny. She's gonna listen to this. She's gonna she's gonna kick your ass. She probably could. Yeah, she probably could. She's scrappy. All right, folks. Well, we really hope you enjoyed um, the interview with Aaron. We hope you enjoyed listening to my uh, stuffed-up sinusy self. Are we do a show next week. Um, yeah, we'll have a surprise guest. All right. And I'll make sure it's
2: something no, it's somebody no one has ever heard of before.
0: All right. Perfect. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll have somebody, though. We'll do Small Business Week. Wow. We'll have somebody from a local business come in, talk about their business. Let's, I want to get like the district manager for Lions then. All right. Let's do that. No, I'm Sounds just kidding. we'll All right. right. Well, we'll, well, we'll think of something, and we'll have a show for you at least within a couple of weeks. Yep. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, guys. We will catch you on the flip side. Have a good one. Bye.